Chad and Jay Mansbridge here, lead pastors of Bayside Church International, based here on the south coast of South Australia. Our great passion as a church is to help people to know Jesus and to demonstrate His love, truth and life in everything that we do. We hope you enjoyed today's message. Hey guys, I'm Jay. I'm the mama in this house. Or one of the mamas in this house. And... Um, I'm just going to share with you just for a few minutes. We've already had like quite a long morning with everything going on, but I just thought I wanted to add a little bit of Jesus. Who likes a little bit of Jesus? Yeah? And I thought, you know, this morning really is about honouring. Mother's Day is about honouring. And I thought, you know, Jesus really was a man who honoured his parents. Wouldn't you say? There are a few different moments where we read stories of him honouring his parents. And the greatest story that I remember is when he was on the cross and he looked down and he saw his mum. I can't even imagine being either on the cross and having to look at my mother or being the mother on the ground having to look at my child on the cross. But just before he died, he said the words... Mum, there's the disciple. The disciple who Jesus loved. That's who he was talking to. You can translate exactly who that was. But mum, there's the disciple. Love him like he's your son. And disciple, love my mum. Love my mum like she's your mum. <laughs> and she went home with him that day. That's amazing. That's an amazing thing to do. And then he died on that cross. Jesus was a man who honoured his parents. But you know, the story that I remember even more than Jesus on the cross is the story where he conducted his first miracle. This story gets me every time I read it. And I want to read it with you this morning. So can we open together? Whoever's got their Bibles or their phones, whatever you young guys have got these days, I've just got my old trusty Bible, NIV, John chapter 2. We read this. On the third day, a wedding took place at Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there and Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to this wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, they have no more wine. This is such a weird thing, I think, for Jesus' mum to say. Hey, Jesus, we're at a wedding. This is fun. It's been three days of celebrations. The wine's run out. What are you going to do about it? Like, why does Jesus have to do something about it? Such a strange thing. Verse 4 says, Dear woman, why do you involve me? Jesus replied. My time has not yet come. And his mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Such a motherly word, isn't it? Now, I find this really interesting because, A, why is Mary telling Jesus that the wine has run out? And then, B, why does she think that Jesus can do something about it? I've thought about this. Like, was Jesus at home practicing turning water into wine? Did he do that? That would be fun. I would love to have a kid who like got the water out and just prayed over it to see whether it would turn into wine. I think that's, that's just so fun. Or um, did Mary hear from heaven? You see, 
this isn't the first time that Mary is, I guess, predicting something of what Jesus was going to do. It, it was Mary who knew she was pregnant with the Saviour within her womb. She knew that, hey. God had spoken to her. So Mary's a woman who for years before this, I think Jesus would have been about 30 by the time this happened. For 30 years, Jesus is, uh, Mary has probably been hearing from God. And so on this occasion, when she talks to Jesus, I believe she very much was just hearing from God. You see, Jesus questions, you know, my time has not yet come, but he absolutely knew his time had come because his mum spoke. You know, in order for Jesus to go to the cross without any sin, he had to have perfectly obeyed the law of Moses. And one of the laws in the law of Moses was to obey your father and your mother. So as soon as Mary had spoken, guess what Jesus had to do? He never really questioned whether he was supposed to do it. He was just dialecting with his mum. Dialecting, you know, having a conversation. We'll go with that. What verse are we up to? Verse 5. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Nearby stood six stone water jars, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, each holding from 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. They did so, and the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into what? Wine. The first miracle Jesus ever did was to turn water into wine. He did not realize where it had come from. Not Jesus. Jesus knew where it had come from, but the master of ceremonies didn't realize where it had come from. And that the servants had drawn the water, but the servants that drew the water knew. Then he called the bridegroom aside and said, Everyone brings out the choice wine first and then the cheaper wine after. The guests have had too much to drink, but you have saved the best till now. This is the first of his miraculous signs Jesus performed in Cana in Galilee. He thus revealed his glory, and his disciples put their faith. In him. So here we have Jesus, he's at a wedding, and his mum's there, and all his family members are there. And she says, Come on, we've run out of wine, and so Jesus has to do something. And so, what he does is he fills up these, um, he gets them to fill up these clay jars with water. So, there's six in total. Six is the, man, the number of men. Jars of clay are used throughout the Bible as a word to explain who we are. We're like clay in the hands of God. So these are filled up with water to the very brim. Do you know what to the very brim means? There's overflow. Come on, some of you have heard me talk about this before. There's overflow. And that water, when it is drunk, has turned into something completely different. 
See, this is the power of Jesus. Jesus had to fulfill all the requirements of the law of Moses in order to go to the cross completely without sin so that He could set a place for us in heaven. You see, this story, it's, it's an example. It's not, it's the beginning of a great story. It's, it's talking about what we get to experience. It's talking about the wedding feast we get to experience. Throughout the Bible, it's talked about us being who? The bride of Christ. Jesus died on the cross to change the way that we have relationship with God. We no longer have to follow all the rules but we just accept all that He did on the cross. When we accept all that He did on the cross, we then have a new nature and we live by a new way. And so often we end up following all those rules because we live by a new way, but we don't follow those rules in order to get to heaven. We follow the person of Jesus. You see, Jesus knew how to honour people and Jesus wants to reveal to us how to honour people. We drink of God, we drink of His life. That's what water represents. We are filled to the very brim. There is spillage, there is overflow. And we kind of sang of that this morning, didn't we? The love of God just fills us up. It fills us up, it fills us up. But it doesn't just fill us up for us. There's supposed to be overflow. And what overflows? New wine. Water is for those that are thirsty, it brings life. Wine is for those who need to see the world through a new lens, through a new perspective. When we drink wine, our, our senses are changed, things taste different, things, we see things differently, we feel different and that is what the Holy Spirit is. The Holy Spirit changes the way that we think and how we see the world and how we interact with the world. And why do I bring up this story? A, because I think it is such a beautiful example of how to honour our parents. Because Jesus did. But I don't know about you. I don't know. Well, I, I, know, I do know many of your stories. And I know that many of you do not have parents that look like Jesus. Some of you do. Some of, you, some, of, some of us have parents who live their lives through the grace and the goodness of Jesus, but many don't. So how do we honour our parents? When it's really hard, when it's really tough. How do we love each other when it's, it's really hard and it's really tough? Well, I think this story uh, just has some really beautiful examples. The way that we honour others is by allowing God to fill us up with His love and His life and then to allow the Holy Spirit to overflow out of us. You see, because what then happens is that the mum and dad that are put in front of me that haven't been perfect, I don't love them 
because of how they have behaved towards me. I love them out of the overflow that is coming from my life and how God sees them. You see, when my life is filled up, not just with the love and life of God, but with the Holy Spirit, I see people in a new light. And I don't treat them the way that they so-called deserve to be treated. I treat them the way that God, in His goodness, showed that I must treat them. I follow in His ways. I follow His cross. I follow His goodness. I follow His love. And you know what? In every situation, that is going to look so different. There are some people you can honour with words and in person and by taking them out to lunch and by buying them gifts and presents. There are some people that you are simply going to have to honour by praying prayers over them that they don't deserve. Some of you do not yet have the capacity to go meet face to face with certain people. But because of who God placed them to be in your life, you should have the capacity to pray good prayers over them. Out of the abundance of the goodness of all that God pours into your heart, may the overflow of His blessings come upon the people around you today. I hope that has come out clearly. I really hope that has come out clearly. But I just felt it really impressed in my heart that God is wanting to raise us up as a community that honours one another. As a community who really knows how to honour our parents, as a community who knows how to honour our families, as a community who knows how to honour the people that God has placed in power over us, I want to see us just grow and grow in an honouring. Not because people deserve it, but because God paid the ultimate price by sending His Son, Jesus. And through Him, I can love and I can love well. Can we stand together? I trust that today you are going to get to say Happy Mother's Day to someone, either your own mum or somebody else's mum. If your dads are around, take the chance to give them a hug and say, I love you, well done. Whoever it is, your wife. Listen, husbands, the husbands here, wives, they deserve brownie points. They did good this morning. It never is a bad thing to say honouring, encouraging things about your wife or your husband. It's always going to go well. We should do it more. Same over our children. Let's prophesy over our children continually by just speaking encouragement, speaking life. They hear death all the time in all sorts of ways spoken over them. So just change the environment within your home. Speak life. Speak love. Speak encouragement. Father, I just lift you up this morning. Let's raise our hands together. We lift you up this morning. You are the King of kings. You are the Lord of lords. And you do fill our hearts with love. You fill us with goodness. You fill us with life over and over again. And we pray that there is spillage today, that you will overflow out of us in glorious, joyful ways that we can just Oh, have fun with the people around us today. In Jesus' precious name. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Yeah, someone say amen. (laughs) Finish me up. (laughs) 
We're going to have a great morning this morning. Finishing off with some coffee, finishing off with some tea. If um, you need to know more about this Jesus person I'm talking about, because you've come here and you're like, I don't know what she's on about. Come talk to me or talk to the comedian Mao. We love him. The couch is available for family photos. Please use it. I want to see them on Facebook, Instagram, all around. Let's see that couch all across the world. Have a great day with your family. Have a great day with your friends. And hopefully we'll catch you next week. Sound good? See you guys. I hope you've enjoyed today's message. Remember to check us out at baysidechurch.org.au. And of course, if you're ever in the area, please pop in and say good day.